There we go. Now it's recording. Hi. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Welcome back to Project 99. It is June 26th, 2020, and we actually have a really fun episode planned, which is awesome because actually just last night we recorded the episode about Yemen, and it made me want to kill myself. So, right. <laughs> so we need some comic <laughs> So we have Jermaine with us. Thank you guys for having me back. I'm flattered you guys... Um, wanted me to come back and I don't have to be as serious this time. Yes. As professional. We're not talking about as such a serious topic. No, it's all goofy. I don't have to represent all black people today. <laughs> I'm only rep- representing Jermaine. Snoop goofy. No, I'm just joking. Wings like, off. <laughs> and then of course we have Mick. I'm glad I was I was worried that doing this random thrown in episode that she wasn't gonna be able to make it, so I'm glad that you found time to come down today, but so we really don't have any super serious topics to talk about. We're just going to kind of wing it and talk about different random shit, whatever comes up. And um, I really wanted Ron to come back, but he, he was like, nah, not this time. But he did give us some topics to talk about. So I feel like uh, we're going to go over some of those too. But first, we Mick wants to do uh, what's trading on Twitter, and she wants to do a game where we type in a random word on Google and see what the uh, predictive... Uh, search and the reason up. this happened was because we were talking about Yemen yesterday, and I typed in why, and this is what came up. Why Yemen or just why? Like just I was going to type in why <laughs> are the are they fighting in Yemen? Okay, right? and just to see what different things we got it as opposed to what we looked up. And this is what came up: Why is the sky blue? Hmm. Why do dogs eat grass? <laughs> and why is my poop green? <laughs> All That's right. apparently the three most important whys right now on Google, and it's hilarious to me. Like, like where did that? Like, are people really like looking that up the most? Why their poop is green? Is there like something going on in the country that? Yeah, I was That's trying crazy. to think because I'm like, man, if we were around St. Patrick's Day or something, it would be obvious because like people put green food, dying food, and shit. But like, it's just weird. I have no idea. It's fucking yeah. June. And there's no idea. it's supposed to be like an algorithm, right? That picks up like right the, the most popular. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So we were going to talk about what, sex workers today. So let's just type in sex and see what comes up. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about sex workers in a bit. So let's... Uh... Sex offenders near me. Oh, wow. That makes That's sense. definitely not the first thing I thought was going to come up when you type sex into Google. That's not what, not what I yeah. thought, would have thought. There's a lot of them. There's, there is sex a lot Sex offender registry in Ohio and West Virginia was like the next two that were on there. So people are like worried about sex offenders, which is if you ever typed it in and found out how many live around a block from you. I know. It's crazy because we live right by a school. I didn't think that was allowed. But apparently it's not a federal law. It's just state by state. So... That's scary. So West Virginia pretty lenient? Yeah. West Virginia's <laughs> real lax on that I really one. do think, though, that they need to delineate between, like, child pedophile sex offenders and, like, people that are, like, 20 who dated, like, a 17-year-old. Like, yeah, there is a little bit of The consensuality of it, like, you might say what's statutory, but still, like... Dude, messing with a seventeen-year-old when you're like well, nineteen or they twenty don't is not the same as like a the age of consent is sixteen, right? Yeah, age of consent is sixteen in West Virginia. So if it was that, it's a, it's a four-year buffer now too. So if you're fifteen, you can literally be with a nineteen-year-old. Right. So for them to be legal, they'd have to be twenty and fifteen. Right. In West, is, Virginia, in West Virginia, like in other states, is different. Like California is seventeen. It's kind of a stretch. So no, California is eighteen. So if you're over eighteen, you can't talk to anybody under eighteen. So it's different state by state. Yeah, I feel like 20 and 15, that's a little bit, uh, it's pretty fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, when I was 15, I wouldn't have thought that. But like, when I'm 20 years old, I can't imagine dating a 15 year old. Well, you're 15, you think you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm mature. You know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I can't be, imagine being a 20 year old and dating someone any younger than but me. But like, like, when I was in my mid-20s, there was a guy who was like, 
you know, 16, I just turned 16, who was like seriously trying to like work on my brain. <laughs> and I'm just like feeling reverse role because I had like one relationship my whole life. And I was like 20, 27. And this guy seemed like he was street smart schooled. And I was just like, mm, you know what I mean? Like that was, I Not felt interested. like, I, I don't want to say like he was like, I felt like victimized on that, but I felt like he definitely had more of an advantage, like emotionally and mentally because right. of his experiences he had with more relationships than stake I did. In the game like, than just you because did, I was yeah. older than him didn't mean I knew what the hell was going on, you know what I mean? So Right. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so what's the next word we want to put in there to see what it brings up? Just type in something random like um Fuck, I don't know. Just put um, Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, just put fuck I don't know. That's probably that's, that's a porn site. It's a trivia porn site. <laughs> So fuck anywhere. Fuck brings up. Wait, I actually spelled it wrong. You spelled fuck wrong. It's yeah. A good game show. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I spelled it F U V K, which is Welcome weird. Welcome back to but it this. Brought up fuck the... anywhere lyrics. So is there a song <laughs> called Fuck Anywhere? <laughs> I wasn't aware. Oh, you know that song? Fuck the pain away. Yeah, I do. That I so love that song. That would be an excellent game show, though. You're right. Like, welcome back from our commercial break. <laughs> now we return to <laughs> fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Jermaine, our first contestant, is up next. <laughs> and Donald Duck. Fuck Donald up. Duck. He doesn't wear pants. And I mean, he's an easy target then, I guess. And he's got his tail feathers really sticking out. So maybe he doesn't he wants wear pants wow. at all. Are you victim blaming Donald Duck? <laughs> oh my god. Let's not. This is getting weird. This is getting weird fast. <laughs> And the UK government was number three. So fuck the what UK is it? government. Fuck the UK government? I wow. Guess. I don't All right. I All right, Jermaine, what do you think? Pick a, pick a random word. A random word. Um, alcohol. Let's see what alcohol says. I'm having a Coors Light. I'm curious. Alcohol withdrawal? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> alcohol wipes? What? Wipes. Alcohol okay, yeah, poisoning. Okay. Wait, alcohol poisoning. Oh, okay. Three. That Google search comes directly. The withdrawal one comes directly from my house. I oh, no. Search it every day. I, wake up I was just shakes, telling him, like, like, you will go on these benders, and then, like, the next I do, day, I do, you I just do. send me a text message that just says, why? And I know it. The whole message every time. Is, why not? Every time. And I don't even know that you've been drinking, but just the why tells me everything I need to know, that you went on a bender, that you're sick as a dog. And I'm just like... It's true. I do. I have a habit of going on benders. It's really... uh. I don't know why. I go through periods of time where I'm like perfectly fine. No, no, uh, don't want to drink at all. Don't feel like it, whatever. So I just don't. And then there's other times where uh, I'm lucky if I, you know, I have to fight myself not to be taking shots before I go to work. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a binge drinker. I can't help yeah. it. Um, but like I tell you, my, my advice, I'll share it with everybody listening, is the reason you do it is because you haven't found a good enough reason to not do it. That's true. I know everybody's like, oh, why don't you have kids? And I'm like, wow, well, I can't binge drink when I want. It's <laughs> a pretty good reason right there. I can see that. <laughs> Not for some people, but thankfully you've made that line. And That's true, that too. Everyone's like, oh, no, you good. get your life together. when you If you have kids, you get your life together. And I'm like, I grew up with way too many parents that were alcoholics. Just believe that's true. So, um, you know, I, I way too many being one. No, but I mean, <laughs> parent. You said parent. Well, you know, you I mean, mean people around you that were parents, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, not just me. I mean, I did have an alcoholic parent, but I, like everyone I know too, also had an alcoholic, at least one alcoholic parent. Yeah. So it's like uh, the idea that you'll just quit being reckless when you have kids is like a total fucking lie. Like that's right. not true. But all right. Um, do you have any other words you want to look up? Something. Um, I don't know. Just put R. A R E R R A R E. A R E. 
area of a triangle, okay. area of a circle, area of a circle. Right. That wasn't what I okay. th- this wasn't what I thought was going to come up. Hula girl. Look at hula girl. Oh, yeah. We have a hula girl tattoo poster in this uh, room. Hula girl tattoo. Hmm. Hula Ooh. girl lamp. Lamp. Hula girl for car. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah, can see that little hula thing on the oh, dash. Those are adorable. Those are adorable. Oh, Classic. All right, so the next thing I wanted to do was what's trending on Twitter, but I don't actually see anything super funny except for like hashtag Pence lies, which Ooh. Pence, tr- like Trump and Pence. Oh, man. Like guy, vice president. That guy still feels guilty about masturbating <laughs> at 60 does. years old. He fucking He rubs one off and he prays afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's he really scary really because Trump filled his administration with like crazy religious people. I thought you yeah. said menstruation for a minute. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Probably that too. But... You know, Pence, I think, is actually the one who's like believes this shit and is like devoted, but he's like quieter. And then you've got Something like Pompeo, him, who's like the psycho, and Bill Barr's a religious nut too. Like, but they they're all like kind of quiet yeah. in different ways. But like, they're, I don't know which one scares me. The most. Did I ever tell you about my like religious masturbation joke? I do my my open mics. <laughs> no, but and I have to hear it now. <laughs> it's partly a true story. <laughs> Anyways, when I was thirteen years old. The preacher's wife stood up in front of the Sunday school class and she said, I don't care what social media, not social media, but pop culture says, masturbation is a sin and if you do it, you're going to hell. And that might be the most evil thing you could tell a kid at 13 years old. I was probably three weeks away from masturbating the first time. I didn't masturbate for the next three years. So the first time, the first, like the first time was amazing though. The first time... I was just I was just rubbing it a little bit to see how far I could take it. I was <laughs> stepping my toe to the line, <laughs> in the waters. and it just it just went off. I, my knees buckled. <laughs> I, I was standing up. I didn't plan this out. It just happened. <laughs> and uh, when I looked down at, at what I had done, I had a moment of clarity. Guys have a moment of clarity after they get off. They 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 come to their senses, and I saw this mess I made, and I had a panic attack because <laughs> oh, no. I knew that God was angry at me. Oh God. So I freak out and I run outside of the house and I run down the block like freaking out and I start praying. I say, God, please, God, forgive me. I knew what I did was wrong, please. But I can't promise I won't do it again. (laughs) So if you don't want me to do that again, God, send me a sign in the next three seconds. One, two, three. All right, I'm gone. But when I was walking back, I saw this burning bush, and I looked up and I said, too late, motherfucker, I'm beating my meat. It's over. You had your chance. The floodgates are open. And that's, that's how I found one of my favorite hobbies, man. I'm glad you like that. I that's, think that's, that's very similar to how I ended up leaving religion, but it didn't have to necessarily do with masturbation, but just, like, if you ask questions, it's, like, the more, like, unforgivable sin is to ask, like, why? Yeah, like, you can't so, question anything, like... They, they taught us, the church I went to, like, there's faith, and then, you know, there's facts, but the faith has to supersede the, fa- the facts. So even if something doesn't make sense, you're not really allowed to investigate that logically. And so I ran into all these problems I had, and, you know, I really believed that I was in, I was going to go into the convent, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. So I was devout in my belief, and I felt like when I prayed, like, there was God was there with me. Yeah. But, like, when I started to question things, I, that, that feeling of, like, there being a presence with me was gone. I got to tell you, the... Uh, and that was sad. I was never raised religiously, so that's all, like, super foreign to me. So it's so weird. Like, 
she would never fathom how she was affecting the young people in, like in front of her. She just had this belief, and she didn't understand that young people would have to do these kind of things, right. and the guilt them would make them. It's you like know, traumatizing. Traumatizing, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw the movie Carrie when I was seven years old, and the movie didn't scare me. It was creepy. It scared me a little bit. But what scared me was the uh, Christian imagery. Oh, yeah, and I thought yeah. to myself, I'm going to hell because I watched this evil movie. And it was like 1130 at night. I went upstairs and I started praying because I was like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble right now. <laughs> oh, my God. And I love Carrie. You know, I love it. Like, <laughs> like one of my favorite terms for breasts is dirty pillows because of oh, Carrie. Yeah. Like, those dirty pillows. I can see those dirty <laughs> pillows. I love, I love Carrie. But it messed me up at eight years old because... I thought God was angry at me. Yeah, well, we were always raised like in a week. Growing up, we kind of had this pagan Wiccan thing going on. So um, I don't know. It was just like really in tune with nature and like things like that were just like normal part of human nature. And it was all kind of linked together. And I don't want to say there's a sexuality about the religion because like we were children. Obviously, that wasn't a big, you know, it wasn't. But, it, but there's a the male like, and female aspect right. of nature and yeah seasons and, and like there's a there's a big celebrations like in the spring and you know fertility, fertility and that it was like all kind of a thing so i guess we all, always kind of were raised with the idea that um sex was like this natural thing and that had a lot to do with fertility and motherhood mm-hmm. and things like that it wasn't really, it wasn't looked at it was never demonized right. ever it was never it was just never like that i don't know I and how we that. arrived at that pagan religion was because after i had my falling away from the church i was like really depressed about it because i wanted to believe in god but i felt like god gave me a brain to that that is inquisitive and logical and why would that be the case if i was never supposed to understand things that didn't make any sense to me like contradictory things and so i didn't want to lose my faith but it happened and then i was really depressed so then i kind of decided i'm never going to again put my faith in a belief in something that that, um, i can't see touch taste feel with my senses So um, I actually wasn't going to try to believe in anything, but then paganism and, you know, Wicca was like all about nature and changing the seasons. And so I'm like, well, that's not deniable. Like you can't deny that nature exists. And so it was more of a celebration of what is as opposed to a belief in what is and thereafter. I can relate to that. I think when I lost my faith, uh, I went through what a lot of people go through. I was angry at religion. Like I can't believe... Uh, I be- like I believe this thing, and you guys are silly for believing it. And I want to bring all you guys over to my belief system as much as I can. Like you guys should know my truth now. You know, this religion made me feel bad about the silly things like masturbation mm-hmm. or you know just human nature things. And you guys are silly for believing this thing. And uh, I kind of grew out of that because I kind of felt like, hey, I'm, I'm being an asshole now. <laughs> I'm that asshole on social media that's mocking religion, mocking the religious mm-hmm. when it's something that makes them happy. Right. right. And my grandmother and I had a conversation after, you know, I, I fell out away from religion. And my family all, were all like hardcore Irish Catholics. And then my well, parents they were, say they are, but in my practice, parents were yeah. the first ones that like defected out of the Catholic Church. Well, yeah, Up until okay, that yeah. point, like they were all pretty much hardcore Catholics. And, um, you know, after I fell away from religion, I started studying the history of religion and found out that a lot of Christian holidays are based on ancient pagan holidays. They don't like to hear that. And and the the concept of Mary came out of the Catholics going to pagan areas and they were trying to convert pagan people into Catholics. And so they didn't want to give up all of their, you know, pagan gods. Their fun times. Their fun times. (laughs) And they always had a female deity in their religion because that's where babies come from. So they they exalted women in paganism because they knew that's where the new life comes from. So when the Catholics went into certain pagan areas, they were like, well, 
we don't have a goddess, but Mary's the mother of Jesus, so it's kind of the same thing. So it was like they used Mary to convert Catholics and say, like, we just call these things by other names. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's some, like, Santeria is like this mixture of Catholicism and voodoo, and it, <laughs> that's kind of how that thing got born. So it didn't always, wasn't always a clear conversion, but, like, I remember trying to tell my grandmother about those things. Like, you know, Grandma, there's books in the Bible that, like, they didn't include in the Bible where Jesus had children. Which is amazing when you hear about... Right, so your mind is blown by this. Once things. you understand like, like the history of, of Christianity and, and the Bible, and you're like, man, this is this is not the divine book that I was taught as a child. Right. So and some then of I tra- it makes no sense at all. But I had the same experience as you. Like when I was trying to tell my grandmother these things, she looked. I noticed like midway through the conversation, she looked really upset, and she said, "You can't tell me because I prayed over my sick kids and I got miracles for them, and you can't tell me." And so I, I realized like, why am I? What am I doing? Like she needs to believe this. And I have no right to take that yeah. away from her. So. And it doesn't make them lesser or, or silly. Like, I used to be like, oh, you know, you're silly for you. Like, you guys are silly for believing this. Or you guys just don't see the truth. No, it's, it's we all have our different belief systems. It's an emotional Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly wow. feel like life is a fucking shit show. And if that's what you need to get through it, then good for you. Yeah. Like, if, if I could make myself genuinely oh, believe in man. something like that, I'd love to. But I just, I, it's like once the curtain's gone, you know what I mean? I say that all the time. I would love to believe. I would love. Like the idea of death to me is turning off like a TV. Mm-hmm. And that's the most frightening thing I can ever imagine. So if I could believe in God mm-hmm. or some kind of belief system, I would. Be but, nice. But I know if I went to church right now, I'd be I'd be faking it because I just can't. Yep. And I wish, I genuinely wish I could. Yeah. So I envy those with faith. I just don't have it, yeah, I mean, and yeah. I wish I did. And I would t- explain it to people. What they would say, well, you know, how can you say that you lost your faith? Like you could just choose to go back and blah blah blah. And I said it's kind of like when you're a kid and you believe in Santa Claus, legitimately believe in Santa right. Claus, and then you find out Santa Claus is not real. Can't go back. Then, like, for someone to try to tell you, well, just believe Santa Claus is real again. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. No, it just doesn't work that way. So. And I, I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what is in the universe. But I, mm-hmm. I told my sister this one time when she was having the kind of moment you were having about freaking out about not existing anymore. And I said, like, when you, you know, sit around a campfire and there's wood and you burn it, okay? the It looks like the wood just disappears, but actually it becomes other things. It becomes heat and light and ash and smoke. It just becomes something else. It's not ever really gone. You know, we know that things, energy in the universe is never created or can't destroy matter, yeah. shapes. So I think my feeling is I have to be comfortable in becoming whatever it is I am to become. Yeah, so, reincarnation is kind of an interesting. I kind of do believe, believe in reincarnation, in. but I'm not like on kind of back and forth on it, how yeah. it happens. Like, do I come back as a dog or person or whatever? I don't know, but I just don't think we just disappear. I just don't. I'm comfortable with that knowing. I, I consider myself agnostic. And I'm comfortable with not knowing and not pretending I know. Yeah, me too. I don't have the answers, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But uh, I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did that. I say all the time, too, if there is a God, I don't understand why people talk the way that they do about, oh, our God is the best God, and he's, you know, amazing, and he grants miracles. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe if you live in this small American bubble where your life is good, but I look around the world, I'm just like, if there's a God, then I'm fucking good. Like, I always tell this joke, and... Uh, you got to tell in the right crowd because you know not uh, not everybody gets it. But you know if it get it gets quiet, I'm like, man, it's uh, 
quieter in here than God during the Holocaust. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, seriously, like, where the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> Well, they no, get an answer sorry, for I'm everything. A, One I'm thing you learn is if you go into a structured religion, they have an answer for everything. Right, yeah. Even when it comes down to the answers, you're bullsh- their answers are bullshit to me, though, so I don't know. But I mean, to each your own, you know, whatever. And, I don't care and the church believe. also have to say it was a The church lot is of a fucking bullshit thing, though. I mean, faith. it's all about money and so many religions. Yeah. There's money yeah. and there's the fact that, like, they teach you you're supposed to love other people, right? Yeah, and then they Jesus, don't. <laughs> and I actually read the Bible. A lot of Christians don't read the Bible. They go to church and they trust whatever the minister says is in the Bible. They don't actually read it. I actually read the Bible. And then they turn their head when that same minister is, like, molesting kids. So, I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> there's that. that, too. But, like... Jesus was like, to me, everything in the Bible is still good. Like, to live by what Jesus said. Like, if just living the way that Jesus says you're supposed to live make, would make you a Christian and not accepting Jesus as your Savior and all that stuff. But just living like Jesus would want you to live. Like, we all should be Christians. Yeah. Like, we all should live in that image of loving other people, forgiving other people, being humble. That's what not happened human to nature, humility? though. No, yeah. it's not human nature at all. What happened to humility and forgiveness? And so I, like, wanted to love people, like, no matter what. Because to me, that was the message. And, like, telling you you're supposed to condemn gay people, because I graduated when I was going to graduate high school when I was going to go into the convent. It was, like, 89. And so it was, like, kind of hostility towards the growing want of gay people to just be like, hey, I am what I I am. You know what I mean? And I'm coming out of the closet, and there was, like, all this reaction to that. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Yeah. So when it comes to religion now, my motto is, I'll be tolerant if you guys are tolerant. Once you guys become, you know, intolerant, then I'm going to start arguing and debating right. the scripture. But if you if you guys are just saying, oh, let's, you know, hand out blankets and you know, take care of the homeless and that, I'm, no I'm cool with that. But once you start hurting people or, or um, harming people emotionally with with your beliefs, then I, I'm no longer tolerant towards whatever religion right. you might have. It doesn't matter which religion it is. Yeah, it's same. not Christianity or, or, or Islam or Judaism or, or any other East. I mean, uh, yeah. My Eastern favorite, um, my favorite thing to say every time anyone talks about religion, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like I don't, I don't really have a lot to say about this or whatever, is a quote from uh, Boondocks, the TV show, when Huey says, uh, "Jesus was black, Ronald Reagan was the devil, and the government's lying to you about 9/11." I'm like that's, that's my favorite. What's your summary? Yeah, that's my summary. That's it. Well, I know people just shut up. They're my like, my family oh, okay. weren't like practicing Catholics when you were a baby, but like and growing up. No, the only thing I ever got from religion is that when we were Wiccan and Pagan and wore uh, the pentacles that everyone was like, you're a fucking Satan worshiper. And right. I'm like, they I'm like eight years old. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's fine. That like, is adorable. To explaining <laughs> anything to them. But my mom said to me, like, how do you raise your kids in a religion where there's no, like... Punishment? Because, there's no consequences? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, she, she was saying, like, because they believe God is like a real person, you know, out there, a conscious entity. And we celebrated the god and goddess, like, the aspects of femininity and masculinity, not as, like, people. Which now I'm not sure would be okay either, (laughs) honestly, though. But she's like, how do you teach your kids to be good moral people if you don't believe in God? And I said, well, think about it this way. Like, if if you're a Catholic and you commit a sin, you go to church, you confess... You're told to say your Hail Marys, you go home. All is good. Everything's right with the world. Like, you could be the biggest mafia boss and go and, like, murder a bunch of people, go into confession, come out. You're good. If you're a pagan, the belief is that if you wrong someone, you have to go and do your best to right that wrong, to look mm-hmm. that person in the face and say, what I did to you was wrong, and I need to try to make amends for it. And sometimes you have to live with the fact that you can't no fix what you yeah. did. So 
If anything, to me, is going to make you a more moral person and understand the weight of your actions, it would be paganism. But yeah, sometimes there isn't just a get out of jail free card. Right. Sometimes you don't get forgiveness, and that's the real world. Right. I mean, that's reality. But, but anyway, um, I wanted to talk about a few of these uh, ideas. I posted on Facebook what we should talk about, and uh, Ron commented a few things. So I was like, all right, some of these are really fun. So I'm going to start from the bottom up because I feel like the bottom one's really funny. But... Um, so, if in order to make weed legal, you had to make something else illegal, what would that be? Fox News. Fox News? Oh, I like that. Oh, I do like, I like that. I like that. Oh, um, mowing your grass before 10 a.m. 10 a. Oh, yeah. And after 8 p.m. I'm, I'm going to try to that's not be too controversial with this one. That's a good one. I want to say Confederate flag, but I'm just like, now nah, I'm just going to do something real simple. <laughs> Not the obvious answer that people expect right. me to give. I like that. Someone was mowing the grass at 9 a.m. today, and I rolled over and was like, you fucking cunt. It's not even po- what the fuck? The grass is so wet at 9 a.m. Yeah, no. You're wasting your time. Good that Lord. right there. We can make that illegal. Wow. That too, yes. <laughs> the revving of the uh, motorcycles. This is West Virginia, so... Can't, you can't go 10 minutes without hearing somebody's fucking broke down muffler. But no, honestly, like, on the front like, that was kind of a guttural, like, a visceral response. But, like... I don't believe in censoring free speech, but I have a really hard time with the massive amount of fake news that is going on. People's minds are being warped. And a guy wrote an article for Op-Ed about his parents and how, like, they got into Fox News and it just destroyed them as human beings. Like, they became angry and just withdrawn and hateful and just sat there all day, like, soaking it up like a sponge and just paranoid. And it just, like, ruined their brains. And it's sad. You know? When it comes to fake news, it's amazing how many people on social media will make up a fake fact and throw it out there just to see how far it spreads. Because <laughs> oh, no. creating something and see, seeing it go viral feels good. It's mm-hmm. stimulating. You're like, oh, I made this meme. It's totally fake. But I have a million different shares. And that feels powerful. Right. And uh, yeah, we don't beat reali- those people up. Yeah, people realize, like, don't realize that's what people do. It feels good to make something and see it shared, even if it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would make illegal. There's so many things I could You asked the question, you have to have an answer. I feel like uh, i probably make fucking pet stores selling animals illegal. I know that's not a one everybody likes, but... Is that still a thing? Yeah. When I was a kid, though... Pet stores still fucking sell animals and puppy mills still exist. It's really highly regulated now, though. Some places don't allow it at all in other places. You should read into the puppy mills in places like... um, Oh, fuck, what's the name of the pet store? It's like the worst one for it. Petco? Um, no, not Petco. It's, um... Well, we don't, don't want to get sued, so you better look it up. Right, yeah. yeah I when just, I was a kid, you used to go to the mall. You could go to the mall, and there was pets all up along yeah, the wall. Dogs, yeah. cats. Yeah. You can go to the mall and buy a dog and, and leave with the dog. Yeah, like in little the smallest boxes. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, so. It was where uh, the, the hat store was. Lids. Yeah. It used to be a yeah. pet store. I remember that. I thought you were too young for that. Like I thought. I remember that. I know people always say they're shocked too. It was gone like a long time. No, that was before '95. No, I remember that shit. At least the one in Moundsville. There was one in Moundsville that. uh, Remember pet store Moundsville? It's closed now because they they did a bunch of shit. Like dogs in a little pen, but I know the one he's talking about. They had tiny little cages in this pet store. Tiny, tiny little cages. Put them right up in the windows and shit. It was so bad. But um, that pet store actually got closed for selling ferrets. Um, ferrets are cute because they ferrets have to be fixed because if they're not fixed then when they start to enter their cycle if they either reproduce or they bleed to death oh. so they have to be fixed if you're not going to breed them and um, they didn't know that so 
Yeah, they oh, got closed Jesus. after that. Um, yeah, they shouldn't have been fucking selling That's them in the first funny. place. That's yeah, people always get shocked too when I say things like, "I remember, I remember as a kid when we would go out to eat and you could still smoke in restaurants." And they'd ask you if you wanted seating and smoking or non-smoking, and they're like, "You're too young to remember that." And I'm like, "No, like I literally, I literally no, because remember that. we went to Italy the first time." I remember we got off the plane. They just changed. Like, everything was, like, starting to go no smoking here. Right. And even the planes had ashtrays on them. So we got on the plane. That was 2014. 2004, right? Yeah. yeah this we weren't allowed to smoke on the yeah. plane. That's when we went. But when we landed and, and we got off the plane, dude, I was, like, looking for the exit. He's like, where's the exit to this airport? Where's it? And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, I need a smoke. Really? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot because I don't smoke. There's no smoking sign. So it was, like, That's not, like, thing. a stress for and the, and the Italian police were standing in the airport, like, smoking furiously. Yeah, they didn't care. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, they're cool with it here, dude. It's like, Europe. Everybody smokes. Baby but, smoke. But the next year after that is when Europe started cracking down. On yeah. When I was a kid, I remember going to Germany and seeing the uh, smoking machines on the sidewalk. You yeah. Could, there was no, like, it wasn't inside bars or, you know. Yeah. It was on the sidewalk. Yeah, it's weird. And you could buy, like, mixed drinks in, in soda machines. Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I wish the world was like that. Come on. That's well, what we Well, when we went again. back the second time, when we went to England, it was, like, 2012. Yeah, somewhere around there. And 2010, we went I think. to that head shop in Camden, remember? And they had all the bongs in and Camden stuff. Market, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, is marijuana legal here? And they said, this last year it became illegal. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Hey, I, can't believe we <laughs> I can't believe it's not legal here yet. Oh, I know, dude. What the fuck what, are we doing? What are we doing? I, I believe I blame Blue and the Mason Dixon. What are they doing down there? Fucking assholes. What a waste of time. All right, yeah. I think if I had to pick something to make illegal, I'd be like, yeah, we're going to start cracking down on fucking puppy mills and breeders and shit. And I know people don't like that because they're like, oh, I like pure red dogs. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But like. That's weird. That's a weird if you love, If you love dogs, then why don't you just love every dog? Yeah. Like, fuck why are you breeding them to make more when there's ones that need homes already? Like, it's such a stupid thing and people get so bent out of shape about it's it. But I, I mean, I think that two things can be true at the same time. I think that certain dog breeds, if they've bred a dog to the point where I mean, it has why are we still, yeah, Why are we still breeding pugs and bulldogs? Yeah. Like, they can't even fucking breathe without having surgeries to their palates and shit. This is, like, inhumane. Yeah, it's This is a fucking abomination it's, it's to like God. The, it's like the British lineage right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Habsburg jaw at this right. point. <laughs> Too much inbreeding is going on now. It's just out of control. Yeah. All right, so the next thing was, if you could make one law that the entire world had to follow, what would it be? Oh, dude, that's a rough one. I'm going to say you can't comment um, anonymously on social media. You have to put your name on everything. There can't be fake profiles. There can't be um, screen names or anything. You have to put your name on every opinion you put on social media. I'd be fucked. I don't use my real name. I mean, I go well, by Juke. Yeah, because everybody, everybody know knows me are, by Juke. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when I meet people in person, I introduce myself as Juke, so... I'm talking about these people with, you know, like, you know, XXX Knight 64. <laughs> it's like an American flag. Yeah, profile and then that's they say Mike the Pence. worst things. Don't you know that? Huh? That's Mike Pence. Don't you know that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know like, if they can, we can get rid of the anonymous hate. Mm. The people that are too scared to put their uh, face on their views. Mm. I think I'd be a lot happier. I mean, there's more laws that are probably better, but mm-hmm. that's just the first thing that pops in my head. Man, I don't know what I, I would, would do. I don't know, man. It's hard to say people shouldn't be able to lie, but I think that, um, I don't know. Like, One law so the entire propaganda. world had to follow. I'd probably say, like, um, 
I don't know, because even sometimes I'm like, man, some motherfuckers do deserve to get got and get murdered. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes, I don't know. Get got. They got. I mean, they kind of deserve it sometimes. Some with the get got. <laughs> uh, maybe something that has to do with, like, sexual assault. Like, everyone has to follow that law. Like, you can't have any kind of uh, intercourse or sexual reactions with anyone that isn't 100% consensual. Because there's, like, a huge rape problem in India. I think about it all the time. It's kind of really man. fucked up. but. That would be the one, I think. If everyone had to follow it, yeah, that would be the one, I think. It's pretty fucked. Yeah, but when you say make a law, I'm not trying to split hairs here, but you say make a law everyone has to follow, like, in reality, in real practice, like, no, like, you a, like if you it? could cast a magical spell. Oh, it's okay, we're in magical realm. Okay, that's what I need to know. Like, oh, this is, man, if there's no that. enforcement well, I mean, requirement. The, the question was, you know, if you could make one law that everyone had to follow, like, there's not an option to break this law, they have to do it. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like some law of the universe where this is They'd no longer. They'd have to give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. Boom. <laughs> Problem solved. That's sad. That's tacky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill Gates already had that idea now. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I, I just took think it anyway. Re- repeating something that is false. Like, I realize that there's times when you will say something that is not 100% true. Oh, shit. I hurt somebody's fucked. feelings or whatever. But that's different than spreading a malicious fucking lie. That's true. There's so I many people just time. spreading lies. Constantly. To the point the now that especially. there's a whole other reality. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> I was drowning you out at that point. I lie all the time. He comes home. He's like, where's dinner? And I was like, oh, I was, you know... Doing laundry and things happened. I don't know. <laughs> I was doing laundry and you know, reality. I was fucking playing Call of Duties. <laughs> I lie a lot about that shit. I come to work late and they're like, "Oh, what happened?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, that whole four minutes it takes me to get to work. There was a things, lot of traffic. Things happened. A lot of traffic in downtown. <laughs> no, it's a fucking lie. <laughs> I, I slept in. That's what happened. <laughs> like it's weird. You're listen to this too. <laughs> like if you, dude, if I you don't to, like the lie, because I, I'll tell you, I don't like the lie because I lied a couple times and I was so humiliated, and embarrassed when I got caught in the lie. See, yeah, exactly. I don't lie because I'm too forgetful, and also I get drunk a lot, right. so I can't keep my lies straight. So I just yes. don't lie. I am terrible. I'm a terrible about serious I, stuff. I am probably the worst liar, like ever. Yeah, I'm pretty. Bad. I got busted for bad. parking in a bus. And wheel in front where a bus parks and wheeling. It was a hundred dollar ticket, right? So I mean I, I guess I had to try to get out of it. But I was going to stages, the costume store. Love that place. I had to do that. So I put it in place. there and I like and I had a shitty old eighty four Buick Skylark. It was a piece of crap. <laughs> I go in the store, do my thing, come out, okay, I got the ticket. What is your thing in there in state? What do you do you know, in stage? Costume, what else? So <laughs> anyhow. I get the ticket, and I call, and I'm trying to explain that my car was, you know, sputtering, and I was afraid it was going to break down, so I didn't want to block traffic, so I pulled over. Like, it's even horrible, like, retelling this lie. So I did so I pulled over. So I Especially to a cop, because you know how many so times the they hear this shit. So the cop was so cool, though, on the phone, because he's listening to me, right? And he goes, and he probably gets his bullshit all the Yeah, time. of course. And I was, like, not a security person at all then, so I just, like, I was completely out of my element at that point. And he's like, well, I can understand that you wouldn't want to block traffic, but uh, where were you headed to in Wheeling before you broke down? And you know, I could not think of a single store in Wheeling but stages. And so I was like, well. There's like three of them. That's that's fair. I was was actually going to stages, but, you know, my car was acting up and I, and the cop was like so nice and respectful. He's just like, well, you know. That sounds very coincidental, but if you want to go to court and try that with the judge, you're more than welcome to, ma'am. But, um, you know, so I hung up the phone. I was like, 
God, I'm so embarrassed and stupid at the same time. So I called the guy back and I like oh, apologized because I'm like, you know, you were just doing your job, write me a ticket. And, and I'm a fucking I was a total liar. asshole to try to lie to you. So I'm just going to take my ticket. He's like, well, it sounded like pretty much a load of baloney to me, but I figure if you want to try to make something up like that, like it's all on you. Like, go ahead. God, you are so white. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably saying red right now because I'm embarrassed to tell that story. But that's funny. So like, I'm trying to think of a genuine time that I was really embarrassed. It's hard to embarrass me. Um, it's hard for me to embarrass myself. I should say it's really easy for other people to embarrass me, though. Like um, just being around different people. My my best friend Duran used to get me with it all the time because she has no filter at all. She's one of those people, no fucking filter. So. We're walking around Walmart one time, and this girl's, like, giving us fucking dirty-ass looks. I don't know what her deal is. Probably because I look weird, because I always look weird. So the girl walks by, and Drew's, like, eyeballing her the whole fucking way. Like, just straight up, like, I'm looking at you. I hope you see that I'm looking at you. So then she starts walking in front of us, and she's walking, like, so fucking weird. She's walking, like, fucking shaggy from Scooby-Doo or something, like, swinging her legs out. And Drew's like, look at this girl, like, real loud. She's like, everybody, look at this girl. She's walking like she got a stick in her ass. And she's like, hey, you got something in your ass? <laughs> this girl's ignoring us, and I'm, like, so embarrassed. So I'm Drew. You're gonna get us in a fucking fist fight right now. Like, can you can you stop? Or like, one time with this guy, we were standing in line. He had like a prosthetic arm, and he like took it off for some reason. Was doing something, and Drew's just like, oh, oh my god, like so loud. She's like hitting me. She's like, hey, do you see this? And I'm like, Drew, please, please wow. stop. You're so embarrassing. Please stop. I just so. But she doesn't mean it to be offensive. She just, you know what I mean? She's no just a filter. very, she's, she has no filter. She's very like, reactionary very person. Easy. She sees things she hasn't seen before. And, you know, she's like, wow, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, she doesn't, she's, she's a genuinely good hearted person for the most part. But yeah, she, Drew has embarrassed me more times than I can count because she's just fucking, she does not give a shit. She does not care. So you get up on stage. Does anything like embarrass you when you're like, I mean, you have to be, have a pretty good tolerance for. If there's no reactions, that's jarring. Yeah, like you make jokes and you think you you think you're funny. You think these jokes are well like, like laid out, and sometimes they don't hit. Sometimes they do. Um, I feel like that's the worst feeling. The last open mic we had was on Friday the thirteenth. So I was like, oh man, you're gonna dress like Jason Voorhees. I'm gonna do all these jokes as Jason Voorhees. Just you know, J- Jason doesn't talk, so I'm gonna do the <laughs> jokes for you, and they're hilarious. And I do these jokes, and nobody laughs, and I'm like. Okay, that experiment failed, and thank you guys. And that is a rough feeling. That is, oh, uh, man. But when it's good, it's amazing. It feels great when you get people laughing. Mm-hmm. But when they don't laugh, you just I, I don't, you just want to walk away yeah. and uh, go in the back of the room and just kind How of... How many comedians do you think, percentage-wise, like, go out there and have that and never go back? First time... I gotta say, most of the people that we had, we've had for our open mic, usually come back even if they don't do well. Dude, that's like my biggest fear because I'm fun. a fucking, I'm, I'm literally a clown. Everybody makes fun of me. There I'm was a girl in my speech class. Clown, I still remember but... her name was Heather Spencer. I'm like, I wasn't oh, like name dropping now. I wasn't like really friends <laughs> with her, but but I like hated speech class because my idea was like you write everything down, then you got to try to remember it word for word verbatim, read it from the paper, and you lose your place and you're fucked, right? But that's not really how you're supposed to give a speech. But I hated speech class. It was like palms sweating, like horrible. And this Knees girl, weak, arms are heavy. Oh, this was vomit on your sweater already. But she okay. did Never stand mind. up as like her speech was stand up, and she was so funny. And I had so much mad respect for the fact that not only could she get up there and not be nervous at all, or look not look nervous. At oh all. man, after a couple of drinks, I can do it for sure. 
But, like, bring joy to, like, the class who was, like, sitting there thinking this was, like, the worst moment of their life because they were about to get up and speak. And she just, like, took all the tension out of the room. And I just thought, wow. That's my favorite thing, dude. You know what I mean? That's the best feeling in the world. I I hosted a, I know it sounds weird to say hosted, but it was a, uh, like, a baby shower um, for my boyfriend's sister. And there was a lot of people there. They had this big hall. They had a stage. And, you know me, I fucking... I look like Ellen Generous. I fucking, I'm always wearing like blue jeans and a blazer when I'm trying to look nice because I don't wear dresses and shit. I'm like, whatever. This is like, this is like fucking, I just feel like I look like a two-bit comedian from the start. I was like, this is bad. So I'm like, you guys got any booze here? And they're like, this is a baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. Crowd's dead. So, <laughs> um, but I did find some champagne. So I'm pretty sure I drank a whole bottle of champagne just trying to like fucking get a buzz. Um I know I'm the one. I'm the one at the. Don't invite me to baby showers and shit. I'm a drunk. You can't invite me places where there's not alcohol. Just don't. Just don't do it. Um, so I get up there and I'm making jokes or whatever, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I got everybody laughing at the end of it. You know, a couple people said made comments like, "Oh, where did you hire this person from?" And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow." He's a bit hard. Oh man. wow! You think so. someone paid me for this? That's awesome. <laughs> just felt so good about myself that's the best yeah i hosted a roast too for someone's 50th birthday and that was a fucking blast and uh everyone was just so impressed it really is truly like the best feeling in the world when people think you're different yeah i love it all right so the next thing actually i'm going to jump around a little bit here because the one that he the first one he asked about was sex workers and the good the bad and the ugly so i haven't talked about it on the show uh in depth another podcast i did i talked about it a little bit because it genuinely like when people hear that you do sex work they're curious like they just want to know like it's some taboo thing right so and I, I, this is already probably a funny topic to talk about because i do this show with my mom mick but um it's like not weird for me to talk about it at all with her so uh i do sex work and was really into it for a long time, but don't do it a ton now just because I'm in college and I work full time and shit. And, uh, you know, but he said, you know, he asked sex work, the good, bad and the ugly. So I can only speak for my own experience, which is just doing online sex work. Um, I don't do real time, like in time, like what people would consider prostitution. Yeah. Just never my thing, I guess. I mean, I don't judge people who do it. Uh, and I think that's a really important thing because a lot of people be like, I'm like, oh, you do sex work. And they're like, well, no, not really. I just do camming. And I'm like, yeah, that's sex work. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't meet people in real life. And I'm just like, what's the difference? You know, you're, uh, still, you're still doing sex work. But it's still sex work. You can't put yourself on a level that somehow you're better no. than people. I hate that. But I think when people see, hear the term sex work, they automatically think prostitution. They do. Like it's physical in person, you know. Yeah. It, like when you say sex work, people don't consider like stripping sex work, when it no, obviously yeah. is. But I also think social media has open people's eyes and this is huge new acceptance to the term sex work that people are realizing oh this this whole all-encompassing term that uh, deals with everything from you know dancing to modeling to uh um video chat to uh prostitution like all like this huge umbrella under this term which is i mean it's nice to see that people were opening their minds up Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, society determines what is deviant behavior by what is set up as the norm, right? So if society's lying and telling you that, you know, anyone who's masturbated is going to hell, and like, mm-hmm. so there's only like probably five people that have ever done it. Um, it sounds like we kind of came from like a family that, you know, like either didn't talk about it at all or like it was like very suppressed. So like when you encounter that natural development, then you're just like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Like, that's the instinctual thing because otherwise no one else is talking about it. If they are saying, shh, you're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah. So you automatically feel like that's a bad thing. 
And so I think like the prevalence of sexuality out in the open now through the internet and stuff makes people feel like okay with themselves. Like yeah. you're not the first person that thought of this, okay? Now I'm not saying like crazy stuff like anything's a go, okay? Obviously I don't agree with that, but I think like if you have like some little kink or something and like you're like, wow, like there's a whole web page, like obviously I'm not the only person that's ever <laughs> right. thought of this before. Like right. that's a relief. I was like um pushed like somebody showed me the this new kink I didn't even know existed. And I feel like I'm in my, thir- my, my I'm in my mid thirties, and there's new things out there I, I haven't even heard of before. Blows my mind. Um, pregnant boxing and oh pregnant God, fighting. Yeah, no, this is That's a valley a thing. thing, dude. This is a valley thing, and I was so shook by this. A valley like, thing. I'm like completely 100 percent supportive of sex work, whatever you want to do. But this, I like have a problem with because it's just fucked, right? First of all, because I think the women are doing it are being totally exploited because they pick people who are desperate for money. Clearly, because what they pay them is not compensation for what they're doing. But it's basically like a fight club where people are literally fighting, but they're nude women. See, I don't know if they're literally fighting. I saw some clips, and I feel like it might be like pro wrestling. I don't know. I where, can't tell. Like, they're hitting each other pretty hard, but I feel like it might be choreographed a little bit. Maybe it is. Now I that I watched too many it. videos, I saw I saw one or two. <laughs> too late. Yeah. You're already off the edge now, man. Yeah, I, didn't fucking, <laughs> I didn't watch any of them. I just saw the photos or whatever what? on the website. No, but the photos look a lot rougher than the videos did. Yeah, but now they've come out with the uh, pregnant version of this, and I was just like, this cannot be a thing. Like, no, this is not real, but it is is real and I really hope it is fake and fantasy because I'm like man you know I'm like super pro-choice person you want to have an abortion that's fine but like don't get pregnant and then stay pregnant and fist fight like, they avoided any contact in the stomach area so <laughs> this is fucking like well, I don't know I don't like it I don't like it it was like flat boxing it's fucking nuts yeah so that's a weird thing no but that's not even the weirdest kink thing man being in the sex work industry you learn about so many fucking weird ass kinks and people are really shocked because the one that the one that i'm that i do is uh specifically financial domination which people are they never believe it they're like there's no way you're deaf because i'm not i don't not i don't do nudity i don't do any nudity i've never heard of that though like i i but like this is how she explains she's like no mom it's like this so guys want you to berate them and use the most foul, insulting, demeaning language them and tell them to give you fucking money. I'm like, I thought that was marriage. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, I mean, man. why don't they just get married now? Yeah, there's like not a, all marriages. It, it is definitely um, strange to a lot of people, but there is a huge community of it. And, you know, people think when they hear that, like, oh, you're just basically berate men for money. And they're like, you don't get naked? And I'm like, no. I mean, some people do. Some people, I mean, everybody's got their own flavor and their own style. But me personally, I don't do nudity just because it's not my, it's just I'm not what I want or whatever. I'm not, you know, don't knock it. But um, just not my thing. I feel like uh, that's kind of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, you are not worthy to see any part of me. Like, you're yeah. lucky to even be talking to me. Like, that's my whole fucking thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a huge thing. And uh, But the people are very, you have to build relationships with people a lot of time and know them if you're ever going to make any real money at it but people think that oh you just berate men for money like that's so easy anybody can do that and I I challenge anyone who thinks that they can make money at it to try because sex work is a lot of work even if it's you know uh, it's a lot of marketing it's a lot of research and connecting with people and perfecting your craft and setting boundaries and I don't do you have a brand I don't have a brand we should get like Finsley on that you can make you a brand (laughs) wheeling threads plug (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I feel like um, just having name recognition in the scene is the biggest thing, which obviously you just do with time and consistency. And this is like uh, the third year 
that I've been in the scene and probably 80% of the people I've met through the scene they they come in and then they're gone because they don't they don't make any money out of it. They're not successful. It's a really hard thing to I mean, fake. it's like being a writer. I mean, anybody can put words on a paper, but yeah. if you can inspire the person reading it, if you can touch your audience, like, that's what it's about. Right. Anybody can write jokes, but not everybody's funny. So, I mean, right. why would you think sex work would be any different? Well, exactly. And, you know, the most annoying thing about it, I put a post up on Facebook the other day that was like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop expecting... Um, you know, pay your sex workers if you're going to spend their time I with them. Saw or whatever, that. Do guys like expect you to berate them for free? Yeah, I mean, people message you constantly and they want to talk to you and just like, hey, what's up? Like, how's it going? How was your day? And I'm just like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not talking. Do you know how many people mm. message me every single day? And if I have a 10 minute conversation with them, how much money I'm losing every yeah. minute that I talk? What makes yeah. you think, random fucking stranger with no profile picture on the internet, <laughs> that I want to talk to you? I have better fucking things to do. But you can't so, say that for too long because now you're doing it. Right. So I, just, I don't respond. That's They're like, ah, I got two minutes that, of you berate me. I mean, I probably got hundreds of messages on my Twitter that I just don't respond to because I'm like, either you will hundreds. send me an initial at least $40 before you're going to get a response from me. I wonder, though. Or like, I'll ignore this you. This is the thing I'm curious about, though. If a guy takes a girl on a date and he puts forth no effort whatsoever... Are there really that many nice girls out there that he can't get some negativity from a woman? Like, I, that's the only thing. Yeah, like, but it's I'm not just, just about that. I mean, it's controlled negativity, too, though, you know? Right. And well, it can do a point where I'm sure it's like getting to a point where I feel like trash because nothing out here really makes me feel like trash. Well, and it's not just, I mean, people think it's just being mean, but it's not. There's a, there is a lot of uh, sexual language in it and a lot of. Um, you know, they share their fantasies and then you uh, critique that or this and that. I mean, there's a lot of conversation back and forth in it. You're not just like calling them a fucking loser 24-7. So when you critique um, it, do you like put it down or do you like just it depends on what it dissect is. it? It depends on what it is. And it depends mm. on the person. I mean, some people are really simple and they just want to be told that their ideas are fucking stupid and that, you know, they have fucking mommy issues and that they should just shut up and hand over their wallet because they're not worth anything. Um, but... Then there are, you know, people who... Like, I mean, does I'm saying, that doesn't feel like abuse, though? Like, they're paying you to abuse them? Absolutely, it is. But that's but it's why... it's not abuse you, if you're you, paying you, Exactly. You make yeah. sure 100% so that it's consensual. it's like consensual. bondage, in a sense. Like, I totally don't understand why people are so freaked out, like, not understanding. Well, I typically always have conversations with people after it's... After our quote-unquote session is over and be like, okay, well, thanks for, you know, whatever, blah, 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 like you know, get a hold of me next week and I'll have time available or, you know, like normal conversation. Like, all right, mm-hmm. now you got this part of me and now it's shut off and I'm a normal person now. Like we can have conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people talk about doing what's called aftercare, which I feel like is necessary when you do BDSM in person, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of language and a lot of emotions back and forth. Um, and when it's over, you need to know that that was just part of the game. The yeah. right. But when it's online, I feel like that's less necessary. And I have had people that like do want to talk for a few minutes, just regular conversation when it's over. And I'm fine with that. But um, I don't think it's necessary. I mean, just like everything else on social media, it's scrutinized to a fucking super degree. So people want to make you out like you're an abuser and this and that. But what I found is in the scene of Twitter, these fucking girls straight out of high school never had any interest in sex work, know nothing about it, no research. They get on there. And they post some sexy photos and they think that they're like the queen of the sex industry. And I'm like, you, you, don't, you just fucking got here, you noob. Like, calm down. Don't be trying to shame <laughs> you, me you for, noob. for how harsh I am because this is my whole fucking game. And yeah. do you think I'm here to be some kind of upstanding like pillar to you? That's not why I'm here. I'm not trying to be your fucking friend. I'm here to make money. I'm here to exploit men. Like, that's, uh, that's why I'm here. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's but like, is dumb, there but... any kind of psychological, 
you know, not if you don't want to say, but I mean, do you feel like it fulfills you in a way because you want to degrade men, or is it just all about absolutely money no? You're just playing absolutely. A role? If it wasn't a kink for me, I wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily sexual for me, but it's a power thing. Mm-hmm. It's a power thing. I think a lot of my frustrations in my own relationships and with men specifically that are that there are things that I want to say, but I don't because I know it's hurtful and it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just it's it's an outlet. Oh, to yeah. filter all of that, that frustration that I have with men and, and society as a whole. So it's a win-win. It's a win-win. I think it is. That's why people are like, oh, does, doesn't your, your boyfriend, you know, he can't imagine he approves of that. Because it's not like, I mean, I'm non-nude, but the, it's not that there isn't some lewd photographs in there. I obviously wouldn't want my profile sent for my parents to examine mm. because there's a lot of sexual content. But um, it's not nudity, but it's still very lewd content. Um, and they're like, oh, did, you know, your boyfriend have a problem with that? And I'm like, first of all, when... I had this one client, uh, which people refer to as a whale, because typically you don't make thousands and thousands of dollars off somebody. But this guy alone sent me like twelve grand, and, and I knew him for like six months. He bought me a car. You know what I mean? I can't. I can't complain. I had a really close relationship with this dude, um, and then he disappeared, which oftentimes he do because maybe mm-hmm. he had a wife that found out about. It. Who knows? You never know. You never know. They disappear like that. Um, but I'm like, first of all, when you show up with twelve thousand dollars after you know a couple of months of work, your boyfriend doesn't fucking ask questions. I took him to fucking Miami. He wasn't questioning it. Yeah. And secondly, like, no. He knows I'm fucking coming home to him, and I have no interest in these people at all whatsoever. Like, So how often is it about their uh, uh, occupation? Like, do you ever get, like, your anger at occupations? Like, you have any stockholders that you're like, you're exploiting people, you bastard, you know? What do you mean? Like, you ever have somebody with a job that you're like, that's a disgusting job, and you use that? Mm. There was one guy who specifically paid me because he was a cop and he liked to be humiliated for ah, being a cop. Exactly, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, th- that was about it though. One guy, he was mm-hmm. a cop, and then there was actually for a couple of while. Um, I had to create a separate Twitter account with like the name Juke and do you know with the podcast, and I, I posted my political shit there because I'm like I can't keep letting my fucking mm-hmm. political mouth be on my Twitter. I can't do that. Like this is specifically for sex work, so I can't fog up my sex work profile with politics. But the couple times that I did, I actually had clients come out of that that were like, I want you to humiliate me for being a conservative. I'm like, <laughs> Hot damn, this is easy because I do like, fucking hate you're you. You're like, so. done. Yeah, done, done. I mean, you already should be humiliated. Jackpot. I should be Look in the fucking mirror. This is the easiest one I've ever had. Right. So <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting... Um, it's very interesting, but lots of people, yeah, they don't believe it. They're like, no, like, I, I know there's a slew of people out there because for a while I was really quiet about the sex work I did because I didn't want to be judged for it. But then I got to the point where I was like, fuck you, you either like me or you don't as a whole or not. I had to Google it. I was like, wait, is that a thing? Let me Google that. It is a thing. I was totally upfront with bad. my family yeah, about I was it. Like, oh, right. I was upfront with my family about it from the start, which is the one piece of advice that I could give to anyone. You know, a lot of people are getting into OnlyFans right now and they're, you know, selling their lewds and their nudes. And I would absolutely not recommend doing that unless you're just going to be upfront with your family about it because it's on the internet. So it's there forever. It's there forever. People are going to find out about it. People are going to know. People are going to talk. So the first thing I did when I decided, like, yeah, I'm comfortable with this and I'm going to start doing sex work, um, I just told my parents. I'm like, this is uh, what I'm doing. I mean, if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. But I just want you to know that if somebody, you know, tries to dox me and finds out who you are and sends you an email on my page... Yeah, Which is I mean, weird. That's like a whole culture in itself oh, yeah. of the uh, the trolls and it the haters yeah. and, and people threatening to call the IRS and and yeah, the, I paid my taxes. I, I don't I don't get where that anger and anger and rage comes from. Like, I, don't I don't think it's because think the significant other of the person who catches them it doesn't understand the dynamics of what's happening, and so they automatically react in a rageful way because they haven't been able to figure out what it is that makes their the person they love tick, and someone else 
has. Well, it's not even that too. It's just random people on yeah. the internet that just hate sex workers. I mean, and then yeah, they say that all the time. Like, I'm going to report you to the IRS, and I'm like, go ahead. But I don't know what makes people think that I did you not claim that, all this people money. People say that to you. I mean, I, I claim insane, everything I make. That somebody bought like a carrier that much. And it's I've seen it nuts. happen for people who will Right, like, that's what people said to me, too. A lot of it, they're like, oh, you know, you going to pay taxes on that? And I was like, I made $38,000. I'm not going to try to fucking hide that from the U- <laughs> from the IRS, you know? That was the most money I ever made. And like I said, I trickled that's off of it. much. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the most money that's, I ever made, especially for just <laughs> sitting at home. I'm going to pass know. out. It was a lot of fun. Lot but of like money. I said, I, I, I had what they call a whale that yeah. year. And I always knew in sex work and a new face is always going to get more clients. Yeah. But um, See, my only experience with sex work is, is, is uh, strip clubs. I love calling strip clubs the Matrix. <laughs> and I tell people that too, especially young people. Not young people, but earlier, I'd have like in the army, I'd have kids like 20, 21 going, like, I'm going to the strip club. Remember, that's the Matrix. Everything looks real, feels real, sounds real, but it is like it's a fantasy. Right. Like, don't go in there looking for a relationship. Right. Respect them for who they are. Expect the show. Respect the show, but understand this is the Matrix. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and be respectful. And once you leave, leave everything there. And also, you know, be cognitive of how much you're spending, too. Right. Because the money's real. <laughs> yeah. Everything inside is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. The money's real. <laughs> yeah. Be respectful and, and get out. You know, that's why mm-hmm. I like strip clubs. I, I go probably like four times a year. That's because I don't have that much money. I'm a, I'm a social worker. You know, I don't make that much money. Mm-hmm. So I don't go in there wasting people's time. Like, you're here to make money. Mm-hmm. That um, pipeline over there is going to spend like 120 for a 15-minute room. And I will never spend that unless I win the, <laughs> unless I win the lottery. Right. Mm-hmm. So please, don't waste your time with me. <laughs> I might do a dance every other year. You know? <laughs> To be honest, I'm going to sit by the stage for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I'm going to leave. I like cheap thrills. I think it's a cheap thrill. It's kind of cheap. Like yeah, 10 bucks, cheap yeah, yeah, bam. Um, but uh, The Matrix. And I think if people saw it more as The Matrix, you know, like as, hey, these are real people, but this is also a fantasy, they wouldn't get as angry or as emotionally attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. Addiction, you know, there's people that's going to take it too far. There's people that's going to wreck their families, wreck their lives. I mean, you know, whether it's gambling or sex or alcohol, it's always advice. I mean, it's always that's that's part of being a part of an industry, though, that you know is advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that. I mean, that's what people say to me too. Well, don't you feel bad? Like, what if they're not Spending paying their, their bills because they're paying problem. you? And I'm like, that's not my fucking problem. I mean, yeah. do, do you think that about Walmart? When you go shop at Walmart, do you look around at the fact that they're not paying their people a living wage and feel bad for shopping there? No, you fucking don't. You should, but you don't because yeah. this is capitalism, baby. Like, I don't want to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's this one. is what it is. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I felt yeah. a conflict of that when I worked at the casino because my mom was a chronic gambler mm-hmm. and um, almost lost our house multiple times by, you know, uh, spending money on gambling. So I'd see people there and I would feel like, you know, like I'm making my paycheck off of other people maybe destroying their lives, but you can't, you know, control that. No, not at all. Um, so, yeah, no, you can't um, uh, stay too calm. Not, like, you can't worry about the lives of other people, especially, it's an entertainment business too, mm-hmm. you know? Right. How many times do people overspend on, on any type of entertainment, yeah, right. trips, movies, video games, anything like that? Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like by- I did my part by, you know, when somebody was, which is state law anyways, if you're mm-hmm. intoxicated, you can't continue to yeah. the game. 
And some people think that that's stupid because in other places in no. Vegas or whatever, you can gamble till you fall off the chair drunk and yeah. it's not a problem. And I'm like, well, we try to be responsible and not have you spending your bill money and, you know, driving drunk and all those other kind of things. Like, I did feel like I at least, like, tried to keep people in the lane of having fun without wrecking her life. Um, so. I remember my mom wanted me to show her how to, like, add money to her mobile games. And I was like, no, you don't need to know that because... Uh, You'll spend too much money. So <laughs> as long as you don't know how to do it, we're fine. Just yeah. play the, the few minutes you play every day and go to the next app. And because uh, it's not up to the mobile games to, to um, feel bad or mm-hmm. or tell people how much they should spend their their jobs make money like right. any other corporation yeah. or business. Right. And uh, you know when when he asked the good, bad, and the ugly, I think the the good is that you know for me. I control what I do. I'm totally in charge to do what I'm comfortable with and to say no anytime I don't want to. I make my own schedule with it and all that's really um, that's really good. That's a that's a good upswing of it. Uh, flexible scheduling. There's all that. Um, the bad. There's there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. Um, people judge you. They they will always judge you. It doesn't matter what kind of sex work you do. Um, it can harm relationships with people, especially um, even people who have kids, especially people look at you like you're somehow a bad parent if you do sex work. So I know that's something that a lot of people deal with. I personally don't deal with that because I don't have children. But, you know, when someone finds out that you're a sex worker, they immediately like don't want you around children because they think that you're somehow Perverted. like a pervert. Yeah. A pervert, yeah, it's very strange. Um, and there, there's a lot of bad in it. People, especially people who like to remain anonymous, they don't want their name out there. They don't want their families knowing. You always run the risk of being exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of sex workers who have been evicted from apartment buildings or fired from jobs after being exposed that they were sex workers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there is a there is a lot of bad with it. I would never recommend that anybody gets into sex work without understanding that. Um, society is really, really, really not accepting of it in any in any format. Whether you you are full on like you do real time sessions with people, or you just you know do camming online, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. People are gonna just don't put anything on the internet you don't want everyone to see because it's out there and people are gonna find it um, regardless of what you think. And people will judge you. They will treat you differently. It's kind of like getting a tattoo. You know, it's like life for life. Yeah, it's for life. You can't Actually, ever escape it. I mean, somebody made a comment to me when I somebody joked on Facebook that me and Jermaine should run for a public office, and I was like, "Oh, that would be great." Ugh. But um, that sounds you know, horrible. Yeah, it would, be, it would be great to run just because of how we fucking are, but. It would be terrible to actually do the job, so I would never do it. But, you know, I I, I told that to someone because I thought it was flattering. And they were like, oh, you could never do that because, you know, you did all that shit online. And I was like, said that. I'm sorry. Screw what? that person. <laughs> what makes you think just because I do sex work online that I'm suddenly disqualified from doing anything I mean, it doesn't disqualify else? you, but honestly, like, when you go into politics, everything is drug out. And, and if, the, yeah, I guess lady I would just California, own it. Not that long ago, like a year ago or whatever, that um, she, her husband, she and her husband engaged in some kind of relation. She was in a relation with another woman or something, and he ended up having these compromising photos of her. And when they split up, he used that against her during a political race. I'd have just owned it and been like, yeah, that was a part of my life. I don't know why that's relevant. Like, you should feel like the bad guy for bringing it up because this has nothing to do with my platform. I I mean, I feel like that's how people should respond to it. I mean, backing down and being like, oh, my God, I'm so ashamed. No, don't fucking be ashamed. Fuck that. That guy should be ashamed because he's a fucking asshole and he took private content and exploited it to the world for some kind of gain. Like, he's the cunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
So I don't know. That's why I'm glad that they, uh, they have a new law in West Virginia where you can't uh, shame anybody for their photos that, that were sent. You can't share um, explicit photos of somebody without their consent yeah. on social media to other persons. The or revenge people. porn law. Yeah. yeah. And I, have a, like, I have a shocking revelation to tell you. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Let's get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> that Sorry. law was created because of me. Really? Yeah. In part, yeah. Because I had a relationship with a guy who was... Do you know the guy who passed it? Yes. Yeah, I uh, I was uh, I went to college with him and uh, I was in the army with him. So yeah, I'm really so proud of him for that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had a stalker. I um, was in a relationship with him, and when uh, I decided that it was over with, he um, took a revealing photo. It wasn't even nude. Yeah, it wasn't a nude photo. I'm like, mom, people, but put I'm shit like, like so modest. Daily. He knew that would humiliate yeah, me. Yeah. Even though it was literally nude. wasn't bad at all whatsoever. So, she was so de- I'm like, which I don't want to downplay your devastation because you're obviously entitled to feel however you want. But literally, people post their fucking fo- Facebook profile pictures right. more lewd than so this. So it was like covering up, like no shirt and covering up. Like that's what it was. So anyway, nothing. so he hacked my Facebook, mm-hmm. put it on my Facebook profile, and then friended everybody I work with. Why did I hear about I think I heard about this. And he um, asked everybody, like, what do you think of me? Do you think that I'm cute or whatever? That's and so, cool. Guy's like, a total scumbag. I was like, I didn't, I didn't hear his name afterwards. Yeah, after, after this. After this, after yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, like. So I can make him nervous. It's next in the I'm past, though. Like, I don't really want to drag him. Oh, okay, sorry. But, I mean, his. I don't want to drag him into it because it's over now. But um, basically, at the time, the detective said, you know, there's not really much that legally mm-hmm. we can do about yeah, this it. This is over 10 years ago now. I think. And, um, you know, I was like, well, he hacked into my Facebook. I mean, isn't that identity theft? But under the law, identity theft has to be, you know, prefaced by, like, making money from mm-hmm. your identity, which he didn't do that. So then I was like, well, what about the fact that, like, he was, I was breaking up with him and he was trying to get me to agree to meet him in, like, secluded mm-hmm. areas. And I was refusing to do that because at that point I was afraid of him. Manipulation, yeah. So, like, he was blackmailing me with the idea that he had the photo. Like, if you don't do what I tell you, I'm going to ruin your life. And Mm -hmm. he and I both knew what that meant. And I had all these voice messages where he was threatening me and uh, because I refused to continue to meet with him or whatever. And so when that happened, like, she was actually the first person to see it on my Facebook. And she comes into me and goes, Mom, what? It's on your Facebook. I was like, hey, and I was coming like, out of your shell, huh? Like, oh my God. And that's when I fa- first found out, like, there's nowhere, you, like, can't call Facebook. You can't, mm-hmm. there's no, nothing you can do. Facebook's so, a like, monster, too, because, by the way, I just saw a post the other day where a guy literally posted nude photographs of an underage girl, and it got reported and taken down, and then Facebook supposedly reviewed it and said it didn't break their policy. The girl's 13. So, thank you, Facebook, for that. Right, so I was, like, freaking out. I was obviously furious, panicking. So I sent, like, I tried to figure out some way to get it off of Facebook, and I couldn't. So then I went to the, the, the sheriff's department to file, you know, a complaint against him. And, um, you know, gave them all the voicemails and everything. But basically, the, what it came down to was that um, they didn't consider, because it was a financial blackmail, mm-hmm. he was just trying to get me to meet him somewhere. Yeah. There was really nothing really legally so that they fucked. could do to him. So, um, yeah, and, and it was only um, probably a few months ago that um, Detective Obama called me, and now he's a... Now he's a Magistrate. Magistrate. Yeah. He's won his election. So uh, he called me and, you know, told me that well, I wanted to share with you that the reason that he's, I don't know if you saw this in the paper, that I was working on trying to get this law passed. And I said, I, 
yeah, I did. I did see that. That's awesome. And he's like, well, that was because of you. And I was like, I was like completely floored. Yeah, really that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I got passed. You know, I feel like uh, that's just a part of modern day um, courting, you know, or, you know, mm-hmm. especially with young people sending pictures back and forth. And oh, I used to tell everybody, man, when I when I was in high school, people should be scared that they'll be ex- exposed mm-hmm. like that. I used to tell people in high school all the time. Uh, I had a friend who had a younger sister and I used to tell her and all our friends all the time. I'm like, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, also, it makes me kind of sound like a sleaze bag, but I was kind of like, every, everyone sent me naked pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was like a thing in high school. You get naked pictures of somebody, they would send them to me. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why it was a thing, but it was, it was like a trophy. Like, oh, look what I got. And everybody's trying to impress me with that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, whatever. Like, but I told the girls, I was like, listen, if you send naked pictures, I will know about it. Yeah. I will find out because this it's shit circulates. It's you know? And, and uh, Someone will show it to me and I will tell your parents because it's not like I'm trying to be that guy, but I fucking know how this will devastate you. Like you don't understand how how serious this is that people will control you with this Mm -hmm. out of fear. Like just just don't do it. And um, most of them listened to me, but some of them didn't. And it did get back to me. And I'm like, listen, it it got back to me. So I'm just telling you, you can't trust this fucking person. I mean, right. And it was awful because I hate that. I mean, I know what it feels like to have, you know, you feel like you trust someone and then they exploit you in that way. I mean, I think anybody that grew up in my generation knows what that feels like. So I think it was just always a thing that I try to push the younger kids. The crazy kids, thing like, was, don't though, do like, it. like, I was naive to the fact that a lot of people do put that voluntarily mm-hmm. on their Facebook because nobody on my Facebook ever, like, put any racy pictures or anything on there. So, like, people were like, hey, like, they were like, great pig and i'm just like oh my god it's so horrible but like people were like complimenting me i'm like no it's not a compliment and my mom like was like supportive she's like you know so what who cares um just i'll just tell them that i'm glad my daughter has a decent body i'm like no yeah everyone used to always think my mom was like i couldn't get over it like everybody Uh, else was like at least you're not like super ugly like i mean seriously why didn't you just say that um it was a fake photo and i'm like i didn't even think like i probably wouldn't have lied anyway Mm because like i just can't like certain things like you lie you feel like you're just gonna get caught anyway so why lie? But like I, that didn't even occur to me to say it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. I was just so like, it wasn't a bad pick. No, it wasn't bad. Just, it wasn't, yeah. really wasn't bad at all. Oh, well, we thank you for your sacrifice. And now, like a whole generation of women, young women, don't have to worry about being exposed. At least having they at least and have having lives devastated without you know without somewhere Some to kind go. Of recourse, yeah. Right. And now young men have to, or anybody has to think twice before. They can use this as leverage, so that's, that's amazing. You should feel yeah. good. I'm glad. I don't know, good, but better about it. You should feel good yeah. about it. You should feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And especially sure. because, like, when you're at that point where a guy's threatening, like, to meet you, some, to meet if anybody ever gets that threat. I mean, what's worse too was it was it that humiliation or, or the possibility that I mean, he could have killed you. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I try to get people to realize too, especially in situations like that. It's like if you th- think about the worst possible thing that ha- could happen, and mm-hmm. I know you think in your mind it's it's being exposed, but it's not because right. that shit blows over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being dead is the the worst possible right. thing that mm-hmm. could happen. So don't so fall don't for cave that shit. In, just like follow through, and if you have to take recourse, at least not right yeah. there. Yeah. The next step is man, I can't believe that. Setting unsolicited pics is still legal. Yeah, like I'm dick pics. That too. Like you can't. I can't go out in public and just you know flash somebody. So how can somebody can just send you a picture on the internet that wasn't asked for a vulgar picture like that? That's wild. That can't. Yeah. That shouldn't be legal. Right. Like if you know some like guy wants to send like an eighteen year old girl a picture of himself, 
that young lady has no dis like she she can't go anywhere with that you know mm-hmm. and that's just like somebody going up to you know a woman in the mall and, and flashing them right I don't know, maybe not exactly like but it's I'd say it's in the same ballpark and uh, I think it's the next step that's gonna be the next um, uh, well especially as social media because there's I mean if you just send someone an unsolicited picture with no conversation beforehand you are literally forcing them into some yeah. type of you know and sexual how do you conversation know who that person is and how old they are you don't no so like remember the show about the fishing the where people catfish okay catfish. Oh, catfish yeah 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 so I love that show. <laughs> way before that show ever came out I was in his chat room and I went in there. It was a role-playing chat room, but it wasn't like, you know. Fucking chat rooms. What was this, 2005? This was like the lamest chat room you ever would want to It was all goth people. Okay? People was playing That's, vampires. That sounds lovely. But like, here, was, bitches. Here, was the reason, here was the reason I was interested. Because the chat room was basically like people writing a story together. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, my character walks into the room and sits down at the velvet chair in front of the fireplace, whatever. This it was like so you're cringe. telling a story and other people would come into the story and you would interact by telling the story, describing the environment. So it was like an imaginary world. So you're writing Fifty Shades of Grey. Only thing, yeah. It was so cool, though. It was a good creative <laughs> writing awesome. experience. For me, it was a good creative. I'm a, yeah. I'm a writer. So yeah. like it was a cool experience. So anyway, the main person in this room that was like everybody loved was playing the vampireless stat from Anne's Oh, my God. Of course. That Vampire, was the yes. thing back then. That was, yeah. that was a The birth right of there. true blood. So, anyways, Chat I rooms. knew the stat was by the history, you know, French. Mm-hmm. So, I thought, seriously, you're going to come in here and try to play an actual established character with a whole background and everything. Like so, I started speaking French to this person. So, then he starts speaking French back to me. So, then, like, everybody in the room, like, like oh, why are you attacking Lestat? They start getting on me. But the person playing Lestat was actually like, oh. Somebody on my level. <laughs> so I was playing a, a male character. So was this person. So we ended up having this months, months, months long, like, online relationship. Totally infatuated with each other, you know, and as two men. So, like, we would describe these encounters with one another as two males. Yeah. Plot twist. Got called faggots uh, all, all the time, whatever, and you know. But because people could tell there was, like, serious mm-hmm. romantic thing going on there. So anyway... At some point, I felt really bad about it because I'm like, this guy thinks that I'm really a, a guy. And mm-hmm. he sounds like he's feeling real feelings for me. And, like, he's gay, obviously. So I have to tell the truth. So then I came out and I was like, well, tr- the truth is that, you know, I'm, I'm really a female. And what so, a twist. And so um, I was like, are you really a male? And he's like, well, first he told me that it was fine because he was bisexual. He didn't care if I was a female or male. And then he said he, he assured me that he was a male, you know. Well, that was not true. So several months <laughs> down the line, so several months down the line, she story. admits that she's also a female. But at that Man. point, it's like so crazy because like she's like we were like kind of in love with each other. So yeah. then this crazy thing happened. She ran away from home. She lived with her parents. She ran away from home and came to Wheeling. Now I never told this person where I lived because she found you. She found me. And she knew I lived in Wheeling because she was a computer whiz. Yeah. And she pinged my IP address and knew that my well, damn. she knew that my uh, internet service was out of Moundsville. This is amazing. So this, this is so twist. imagine this: we're playing two vampires, right? And she so says lame. she's following me down the street and she's she's describing where I live, 
And I'm totally fucking freaked out because I'm like, fucking, maybe this oh. person really is a vampire. Like my brain was, oh my god, how does this person know what my what town? This is I like live a in? 2003 horror movie. I never told yeah, this person anything about myself circa, in real life. So I'm circa like, how early does she know? Like, there's a little diner down the street. How does she know all this? Shit? How does this person know all this shit? Oh, and man. I'm like looking behind me, like when I'm walking out, like, no, this is person. Like, how? So anyway, she shows up at the bus station at Wheeling, and I go there to pick. She she, she calls me on the phone. It's like uh, I'm at the bus station at Wheeling, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I go there, and I as soon as I walk up, I've never seen a picture of this person, but I just knew it was her. So the first thing I said, and her parent now. <laughs> I was like, you know, she is like in character, and she's like staring at you. Yeah, like, right. That's what like, I didn't know what to expect, like, right? Yeah. Black eyeliner and a trench coat. And you're like, I don't know how uh, I knew. I don't know how I knew. But it was her. No, she looked really normal. It was so. June, and she was dressed like it was Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> But in the in the interim between the time of her calling me saying she was coming and me having no way to tell them not to come or whatever, her parents had called and left several threatening mm. messages on my phone that their daughter had stolen their family car, oh had run away from home, <laughs> and they thought I was a man because they got into her computer and saw like that she was running off to meet Liam. Mm. Oh man. So they're telling me that they don't think I want to be involved in a young female crossing state lines in a stolen car and all this crazy shit. I'm like, oh, my God. This is the craziest story. So, like, the first thing I said to her when I walked into the bus station was, where'd you ditch the car? <laughs> She's, like, at the bus station in Springfield. I'm like, you know. Springfield. You Illinois. And Massachusetts. Uh, uh, Massachusetts. Oh, my God. So, yeah, she stole the parents' car. and came, But she was of age. Yeah. Thank God. Wow. She was of age. Wow. But, yeah. <laughs> so, when she came back to my house, <laughs> the first thing your dad was like, okay, your husband. Now, let me preface this because he had relationships too. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but he was like, let me see your ID. Because he wants to know. She that's, oh, my God. I am so my father's child. That's me. Someone so, shows smart. up here. I'm okay, like, so smart. she was let of age. And then he's like, find somewhere else to stay. So she stayed at a local hotel and she was there for a couple of days. But it was such a crazy experience because, like, here was this person I had this, like, really intimate relationship with describing encounters okay, with I just male and male. And now we're, like, sitting there together as two females. I just want to say that, you know, fuck you and Jovi the other night when I was like, hey, I met this girl online. You know, she knows some of my friends. I met her at my house. She stayed the night. Um, and you guys are like, ah, that's so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever seen uh, Black Mirrors? Yeah, I've seen it. You see the episode with the video game episode where there's like virtual reality and the two guys oh, are playing yes. and, and they're both like like fighting characters, but one's like a sexy female and the other one's like a sexy guy. Yeah. And they fight a little bit and then and you they start just making out. Yeah. And then every session is just them just like getting down and dirty. Yeah. I've and seen then they start having issues like in real life because they're like, we don't know how to control these kids. He's like, I'm not gay. And he's like, it's not gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm a woman in this in this reality. And he's just like, this is weird. And yeah. uh yeah. It was mind bending. Yeah, it was definitely really interesting. I love that, and I always reference that Black Mirror episode when we play Call of Duty because I swear to God, oh like, oh my goodness, what's <laughs> uh, that one character? The one I was gonna say it the other day because I played with a, a friend, and I'm like, hey, you better stop playing around <laughs> as homegirl. We go get Black Mirror, and here's weird man. Why are you, dr- yo? Why are you dressed like that? You should be. You should have the hoodie on. What the heck, dog? <laughs> Yeah, we always joke around with that about that Black Mirror episode because we oh, play Call of Duty. It, me and Doug and our friend Corey, and uh, <laughs> they're just fucking ridiculous. Like uh, they both play as male characters, but he's just like you know we play multiplayer, we get or against each other, and he like shoots him, and then he likes like teabagging him, and he's like, oh yeah, bring it over here, and I'm like, you guys are seriously like you're like real life gay. This is real gay. <laughs> like just admit it, you guys are gay. Like it's fine, I'm cool with it, but just I mean you're, I guess you're so. gay. 
I'm glad that I didn't have all these apps and stuff when I was a kid. Oh, me too. Dude. I'm glad I didn't have Snapchat. Out of like, throw, I'd have throw pictures out there for anybody that was willing to see it. Yeah. I remember the first time I uh, ever some ever talked crazy to a female on, on uh, AIM. It, was, AIM, yes. it might have been before it might have been AOL and yeah, uh, AOL. I never met her before she was in 7th grade and I was in 8th grade she went to Union Middle School and it was her idea and she was just talking crazy and I, I didn't even know if this was like real like you know stuff I was like I didn't know like you know all the uh, the parts and pieces but I'm like that sounds <laughs> great yeah that's how that works I'm rolling with this and shit. she went all in and I'm like yeah I, I would totally do that because that's a thing that People do. People yeah. do. I've, I've seen movies. I haven't seen a movie yet, but I did see Hot Bodies on pay-per-view, so I know what boobies look like. So, yes, I would pull that out, and you could stick it in there and all that stuff. That sounds great. And uh, thank God I didn't meet her until after I graduated high school, and thank God she was a real girl because <laughs> I could have been anybody. I, right. been, yeah. I didn't have any pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah cool. I know. I feel like I'm, it makes me sad talking about it now. It's like one of the most embarrassing times for me. Because I had like an online relationship with someone that I did, didn't go to school with, but they lived near me. Like I did know them in real life. I was a kid, you know, teenager or whatever. And I was sending these kids like some lewd photos. They weren't like naked photos, but apparently this kid got a lot of naked photos because, well, then his mom found it. So she came to our house and like confronted my parents with it. What? And I was like, oh God, this is awful. Like whatever. But you know, my parents are pretty cool. So they were like understanding or whatever about it. But that was like my first lesson in like learning about, um, yeah, like, don't do that shit because uh, it gets back anywhere. Then? I don't know, like, 15? Like I feel 15. it's like um, kids in my job that they've gotten charges for sending photos of themselves to peers, like, you know. For underage sending yeah. 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 pornography. Yeah, And, uh, you know, 10th grade will send it to another 10th grader, and then the girl gets charged for child pornography. Right. And uh, that, doesn't does seem, that, that doesn't seem fair. Uh-uh. And it was one of many charges, but I still feel like, that just feels really wrong. wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like he was a total psycho, and it makes me feel bad now that his mom handled it that way because I actually just found out a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, that the the kid that that kid that I was involved with, he committed suicide. Okay. And um it just it made me sad because i I think back to that and I'm just like, maybe his mom wasn't didn't she was like that with everything. You know what I mean? Like so impressive. Impressive. Yeah, because, like, I was glad to know. Because right. Because I was glad to have a conversation with you. But at the same time, like, she was came across as very haughty. And I, like, was yeah. really just like, well, thanks for that. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, so after the masturbation yeah. joke about church and the pastor's wife, I thought to myself, maybe she called her son. And her son oh, yeah. got it ten times worse than, that, like, the Sunday school class. Oh, like, man. she brought it out of the, out of the blues. Mm-hmm. So maybe he got caught on Thursday. And she's like, let me tell you one thing, guys. <laughs> masturbation. And her son's probably in the back like, oh, Jesus. This is my fault. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is why this is happening. I'm so sorry. How many kids out there, like, grow up and think, like, they invented this shit? Like, the, in houses where, like, you're not allowed to talk about it. You know I what I mean? Know. Like, they ha- it happens, it's so to, weird it happens too, so naturally. I feel like I, t- I talk to so many people like, oh, yeah, when did you start, you know, learning about this shit when you're in high school and you start talking to people about when they get interested in this shit? And I, it's so weird because I just feel like, I don't know. Man. I feel like I always kind of knew about sex. I tell people, I mean, oh, man, I tell pe- parents all the time that if you would have gave me a, a smartphone or a tablet, I would have done it. I would have done anything I could, you know, to look for anything at 12, 11, 12, right, 13. Right, curious, for and sure. Every kid out there has a tablet and a smartphone, and they are looking it up. I remember one of the kids, uh, he had a, a smartphone, and uh, he couldn't read. But so he was on there on YouTube 
trying to voice like search, oh, cool. like like guy puts thing in girl's mouth. Not no, like, but he's like nine. Wow. And uh, we give kids all the access to everything on the internet and expect them not to look at crazy things. Right, yeah. I was like in eighth or ninth grade and I only had one website I knew about and it was pussyboard.com. And this is before videos. This is like all pictures. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. go to pussyboard.com and look at pictures. It would take 30 seconds to load up. I'm like, that's a good picture. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a nice picture. <laughs> and then when my, my parents came home, I would hard reset the uh, computer because... The history didn't save. I know if it has far said it, the history wouldn't save. <laughs> and of course, I'd just go and, you know, I don't know what I did back then before I masturbated. I think I did push ups or some shit. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I did a bunch of push ups. Uh, oh, dude, and, I don't even remember. I, know, I remember being a kid and finding, you know, people's porno magazines at different friends' houses, you know, finding their parents' fucking porno magazines or VHSs or whatever. But I think the first time I ever watched porn on the internet, I was like 12 or 13. Me and my friend Drew, though, but we kind of did it as, like, a, I think at first as a curiosity thing, but then, like, it kind of became a thing for us from that point on for, like, 11 or 12 years. And we're cousins, too, so there's, like, not, there's nothing <laughs> sexual about it. We were just, like, I don't It became, like, a critiquing thing. Like, it was just our, it was our thing. We'd get together, like, put porn on. We'd just be, like, cooking dinner order and be like, oh, my God. Do they oh, think f- that that's what real noises sound like? Like, this is awful. And then it changes to another one and be like, oh, man. Like, what, what's with the blue eyeshadow? Why do why these bitches always be wearing blue eyeshadow? My first one was. Uh, <laughs> that's what we did. And it was not, it was before VHS. A beta, a Betamax tape that my cousin had. And it was called Seven Inches Snowy. <laughs> And that was, I looked, I, it's on Wikipedia. It was actually a popular porn in the late 70s. Oh, shit. And it was a Snow White parody, and it was very hairy. And uh, I'd seen softcore perform before that, like uh, Showtime. And I swear to God, I saw the first Real Sex episode when I had been like seven. Like, I remember watching the first episode of Real Sex. But that was never like porn. I was like, maybe topless here and there, and they would discuss sex. Oh, so yeah, I was probably like 13 before. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the scene in Top Gun? You probably know about I've never seen it. Okay, Top Gun. And um, they're getting ready to kiss. Um, Tom Cruise and is it who's in that movie? Mm. Anyway, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, I don't think find so. out. Nicole Kidman. Anyways, Kidman, they're getting ready to kiss, no. and it's like they're silhouettes, and you can see the tongue come out in the silhouette. Ew. And my dad was like, "Oh, TV's, TV's <laughs> pulled off." Yeah, we had cable machine. in my room, so uh, yeah. No. So you see that meme where it's like ten-year-old me. With like watching like HBO late at night with yeah. like the uh, back channel on Nickelodeon, that, that was everybody in my of yeah my generation. for sure yeah absolutely. And it was a uh, oh my dad my parents used to have this uh, inter- um, uh, pay per view box that would, it was the scrambler so we got free pay per view channels so when my parents left I used to go watch um, Luke's peep show <laughs> Luke from uh, La Two Live Crew had his ho- own like uh, talk show where he had rappers and strippers on it. And Hot Body, Hot Body Championship, where they would be topless models. And right before they started taking off, like, the bottoms, they'd be like, okay, thanks for Veronica. Up next. <laughs> and I'd be like, what happens next? <laughs> I was waiting for them to take the bottom off. I'm like, no! <laughs> One day they're going to get to the bottom, they're going to take it off. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, we definitely, well, having like, the internet and shit That's so funny when you say that, because, like, we, our house, when we grew up, like, we always, like, lived, like, compacted together in these like tiny little houses so like when i was in junior high my parents there was a room in the house with their bed and there was our bunk beds my sisters and i had bunk beds in my parents room and then um my brother we had we lived in like a four apartment complex and then the upstairs were my grandparents my grandmother had a big queen bed and my brother had a single bed this is high school now Mm -hmm. like in the room with my very close quarters right 
So nobody was doing watching well, that's nothing. That's how our house was too when I when I grew up. I mean, we were all on one level except for my brother. He had a room in but the you, basement. Yeah, but you fuck. guys had your own room. But like they had no, they I had no door. Did not have no room. computer, no. no TV. Like we didn't have in cell their phones. Own room. Like we had, had one a, TV. I had one of those house. Firefly cell phones where it just had emergency numbers in it. That was it. Yes, you you're lucky. You that's all I had until I was in high school. They all made fun of me even when I met Doug. Up until I was eighteen, I didn't have an iPhone. So, I mean, I had a Nokia. I mean, I didn't have any of that shit. That's like so. so scary because I'm a technological idiot. So, I could, didn't know how to like safeguard yeah. Yeah, her yeah. from them from Yeah, they sure safeguarded stuff. us from that shit. But, uh, you know, it didn't stop my brother from downloading the Anarchist Shh. cookbook and shit on his fucking. Oh, so, sh- kids, they have access to everything. Like Pornhub. Pornhub. You don't have to click on anything. You hit Pornhub and it's straight porn in your face. Yep. Like, if you had pussyboardrut.com at 14, if I had Pornhub, like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't leave the house. Oh, I wouldn't no. leave my room. That's scary, dude. And let me, you, let me go into detail with Pornhub. My issue with Pornhub is uh, how do they get away with not having verified videos? Like anybody can post any video up there of anybody. Well, that's why I don't like Pornhub. It's like the Facebook um, of porn. Yeah, it's, it's, talk it's, about it's, sex it's, work, and you know, first of all, Pornhub allows people to screen record other videos from other websites that they paid for, and then upload them on Pornhub that's for insane. free. So they're fucking over content workers, and also they don't verify that the people in the videos are of age, um, which is also fucked. And they could turn off every video they wanted to today that wasn't verified. Yep, they could. So, and, but they won't because they get paid for these videos if they're verified or not. And if they're not verified, they don't have to share the money with anybody. Right. And uh, like I like to joke about Pornhub a lot on, on Facebook, and you know, I'm a fan um, of uh, the adult entertainments. But it is a pretty rough site for that reason alone. Oh, absolutely. Every sex website that I ever joined um, as a content producer requires you to not only fill out tax forms, but to send a photo of your ID yeah. with you holding it so that right. they can verify that you are I mean, and that's a age. scary thing, too, because like there's a difference between recreationally, recreationally enjoying like the mm-hmm. adult arts. You so well. The adult uh-huh. arts. But, you know... You go on there and you're well, just like you looking up something benign and then like next thing you know, like there's somebody that you're questioning your age and like that's so disgusting that like it's, how are you, you just, I'm, I'm I mean, I just, I'm not interested. ASMR. Like, <laughs> what's that? ASMR? What does that mean? It's, oh, you guys know what ASMR is. Holy shit. Um, there's like a ton of uh, videos. ASMR is uh, like a thing when people like sounds, really high def sounds like. Like this thing. is a sound, That's, yeah, but it's a sexual thing too. Like a lot yeah. of porn videos are, are nothing but a woman sitting in a microphone like this and like making really whispery sounds, and they pay for it. It's like porn. That's I'm gonna start doing that. That's not my yeah. thought. Oh, dude, the, when you were talking about weird kinks earlier, they never heard of the weirdest one that shocked me was uh, the kink of that men get off on watching attractive women try to turn a car over that won't start. <laughs> it's a real thing. Why am I laughing? That's so rude of me to laugh at it's that. It's a real thing. That's, that's funny. I was like, that's man, I wish thing. I saw my Cavalier. I'd just sit out there and fucking try to start I don't get that. Now, day. like, if you said trying to start the gas weed eater, because there's at least, like, a hand motion that's something yeah. similar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get the turn of the key. foot fetish joke I do. Oh, I did that for a while too. My foot fetish joke is like, you know, I, I can't do feet. Feet, I can't. I don't like feet either. I can't, you know, fuck feet. I've only fucked um, two feet in my whole life. <laughs> That's because you physically, you can't physically fuck one foot. You can't do it. You just physically, you can't it's fuck like a fucking tongue one twister. foot. You, you have to have two of them to get the full motion. But then I go into how I feel like the Chinese are the most uh, um, uh, productive people on the planet because you see the the, the concubines. Right. Yeah. Um, and they have their feet um, uh, um, 
bound and they, bind, they bind them yeah. yeah so they can fuck two feet at one time i mean <laughs> they can they get fucked but fuck twice as many people what? As no is that a real thing is this what no like foot binding where did this thought come from no the foot binding so they're binding up they can they can jack off two, two, two people at once with their feet the that's uh i don't okay not too much yeah that's what that's what they do we're, we're trying, we're trying to envision it it's just the i like it but no it it, it is interesting that each culture has like their own like style of thing. Like British people like seem to be like oh, there's a lot of British porn that's like men being trampled on, having oh, yeah. their jump All being stepped English on by like that I've had heeled stilettos, like men being leather and spanked by women. Like yeah. there's a lot of like femdom. Like, right, there really is. A lot, a lot of the clients British, that I've had are English, and a lot of them have the uh, the mommy fetish, and a lot of them have the uh, like adult baby fetish. Oh man, yeah, that's really strange. So that's bizarre. what I had that's don't get either. That's just so yeah. bizarro. But anyway, shit, we're like at an hour thirty now, so I guess we better wrap this up. But this yeah, is the it's best been a lot one. Of weird stuff today, man. I love man. this. We just I went down a rabbit about, hole of weirdness. Today. I love talking about weird shit. I can do this all day. Oh man, uh, I never thanks, for, thanks for having me again, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm Thank so you. flattered that I am <laughs> worthy. I'm worthy enough to be even in you guys' presence. Oh man, Shut come on! I've actually listened to you guys before this, and I ain't uh, shit. <laughs> there you go. That's the attitude that you should like. Uh, I tell people that they should have the attitude that they're the baddest motherfucker on the planet, and they ain't shit. The yin and the yang, and it keeps you level. So yeah, it's today I feel like uh, I think I'm a badass. A trio. Yeah, we do, for sure. I'm going to harass Jermaine 24-7. Well, anytime you guys want me back, I um, have... I have nothing to do right now. I have no <laughs> events. I have this COVID thing has left me in my house a lot. So, <laughs> well, Mick, you have any closing thoughts? No, I just there's, there's so much more we could do. So I guess we'll have to do it again. Absolutely, absolutely. Stay safe, guys. Later.